the hardest thing for me to do sometimes is to compose myself to get ready to do a fucking podcast. I've been laughing for the last five minutes and I have no fucking clue why. I hope this fucking stops by the end of the fucking intro. You're in the fucking doghouse. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by I Can't Stop Fucking Laughing. <laughs> Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13, and on Facebook, if you can find me through the shadow band, Dennis and Roy over there. Oh my god. Oh my god. No fucking clue. Oh. Oh. Oh my god. All right. We got to get into this shit. It's conference championship weekend here. Oh. <clears throat> Compose yourself, my friend. Compose yourself. <laughs> All right. Two game slate. We talked about it. We have the spreadsheets out uh to handle the two game spread uh two game two game two game slate and the showdown slate which is, you know, the games just singled themselves out. So, <clears throat> not going to mess around really with the pricing for the showdown slate. You have them. They are in order. Everything on a showdown slate is it's a flex option, right? And you have the MVP uh, spot in there. Uh, DK's pricing is your regular flex pricing, not your MVP pricing. That's one and a half times whatever that salary is. Uh, the FanDuel price is there's only one price, and basically they, it's just priced out as is. Um, and you can put whomever you want uh, in the MVP slot as long as you can just you know you can afford the player. So uh, we'll kind of get into some of that stuff um, tomorrow, tomorrow and Saturday uh, when the write up. Well, Saturday probably more Saturday when the write up actually comes out. Uh, maybe we'll kind of dink around with the pricing and stuff. I haven't quite figured out how I'm going to handle the write up. It may just be basically an overview of both games and who I'm kind of looking at and who you can hedge with, um, <clears throat> that type of stuff, uh, players that I'm really on, uh, guys that I don't like, uh, value-type players to fit in, uh, to kind of get different, to be contrarian and whatnot. So um, I think that's how I'm pretty much going to handle it. Uh 
I might include the pricing list in there because um, I know a lot of people can't actually get the you know they can't open the spreadsheet and have it come out. They're not looking at it on their computer. They're trying to look at it on you know iPad, mobile, something like that. And of course, it doesn't work on there. So um, I'll probably have to put the pricing in there, but. I will probably just leave it with the two-game pricing, um, and we'll go over, you know, showdown slate and stuff like that, just how to look at it, uh, because they're going to go, they're going to kind of go hand-in-hand hand, um, as far as, you know, if you're going to try and use a value player for uh, a showdown slate, <clears throat> it may be somebody who's going to be overlooked for the two-game slate, that type of deal. So let's start here, uh, NFC... D- Oh, my God. I put NFC Divisional Playoff Saturday. Well, when they send the update out today, it's going to be conference championships. Uh, NFC Championship, uh, you got Tampa Bay at Green Bay. Green Bay is still a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. 51 is the over-under. Let's go through the numbers here real quick. We're starting on the Tampa side. So Green Bay, 15th in pass defense, DVOA, 5th in points allowed to the quarterback position, 18th in rush defense, DVOA, 28th versus the running back in the passing game, uh, according to the you know football outsiders, DVOA, 27th in points allowed to the running back position. That's pretty straightforward. Um... The Green Bay Packers, 10th in DVOA versus the wide receiver 1, 23rd in DVOA versus wide receiver 2, 6th in DVOA wide receiver plus, 7th in points overall to the wide receiver position. Um, Actually, I should have given you guys the numbers. So wide receivers, uh, FanDuel, DraftKings, points, uh, 26.4, 32.7 on DK. Uh, I'll go back on the running backs here. It's 24.1 on FanDuel, 27.9 on DK. And quarterback 16.8 on FanDuel, 17.2 on DK. Uh, tight end position, the Green Bay Packers are ninth in DVOA versus tight ends. Fourth in points allowed to the tight end position, 8.2 on FanDuel, uh, 10.4 on DK. Uh, of course, the Green Bay Packers are first in points allowed to uh, opposing defenses, meaning they are the worst team to use a defense against, uh, according to DVP, and that's two points uh, allowed per game. Kevin King is, <clears throat> according to the wide receiver cornerback chart, Kevin King slated to cover Mike Evans, Chandon Sullivan on one Chris Godwin when he's in the slot, and Jair Alexander on the other side, who would be on Antonio Brown or Chris Godwin when they are on the outside. Now, does this hold true to form? Uh, it certainly does when they're in two wide receiver sets. When they go two tight end with Ke- uh, Cameron Brait and Rob Gronkowski, uh, they're gonna have they're gonna be actually be pretty even up uh, for the running game uh, with Tyler Lancaster. With how they have it set up right now with Tyler Lancaster, Kiki uh, Kingsley is still questionable. Sounds like he might play. Uh, so he would actually fill in for Lancaster, and he would actually be a better play. Uh, but you'd have, for right now, Lancaster, Kenny Clark, and Dean Lowry across the front. 
Uh, you'd have, of course, the Smith brothers <clears throat> on either side at outside linebackers and undrafted rookie Barnes and uh, Christian Kirksey at linebackers. Uh, Darnell Savage at uh, uh, free safety and Adrian Amos at strong safety position. So they do have Mike Evans lined up uh, against Kevin King here. Uh, it's a twenty point. It's basically a twenty point advantage according to Pro Football Focus's ratings. So um, the corners aren't going to always just sit on um, their respective wide receivers per side. They, for each side, they will change. Uh, they do play a lot of zones. So um, let's go. Let's go to three wide here. So Chris Godwin would slip into the slot. Uh, if Brown is not available, he's going to be a game-time decision. You would have uh, Tyler Johnson. Uh, so here's the thing. So if, if Brown doesn't go, you'd have Tyler Johnson in there, which means that Alexander really doesn't have to cover him. So I think you would actually see a little bit more Alexander over on Evans when they go three wide probably move Kevin King maybe to the inside because he is the weaker corner of the two. He's a taller corner, um, but Alexander would probably be best suited on Evans, although Godwin's a little bit faster, so maybe they would actually just slip Alexander in the slot against him. They, I think it's going to be a little free-floating. But I do have interest, um, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, uh, a little bit more on Evans just because he's got the better matchup against King on the outside. Like I said, you got to kind of be careful with that. So uh, let's look at the pricing here. So Mike Evans, 6,600, 24, and 5,800, good for fifth, fifth, and fourth. And then you have Chris Godwin, 6,800, 26, and 5,400, good for fourth, fourth, and fifth. Um, Godwin would have the better advantage against, you know, as the wide receiver, too. Uh, except when he's on the outside. I would think they're going to spread this out a little bit and make Green Bay a little bit thin uh, in the inside so they can utilize uh, what I would expect would be actually Leonard Fournette. Uh, Ronald Jones is questionable. Uh, Ronald Jones, 5,623 and 4,600, good for sixth, second, and fifth. Uh, Leonard Fournette, 7,200, 22, and 5,300, good for second, third, and second. Uh, so I actually need to check snap counts here. Um, and I don't have it readily available, but I want to take a look, see if we've got, uh, 17, 18, 19, week 19. We're looking at running back. Let's take a look at their snap counts here. <sighs> snap counts. Okay. So, uh, <clears throat> Leonard Fournette saw 49 offensive snaps. Ronald Jones saw 21. So that's 68% for Leonard Fournette and 29% for Ronald Jones. Uh, LaShawn McCoy and Keyshawn Vaughn. Keyshawn Vaughn saw zero snaps whatsoever. And then LaShawn McCoy saw 3%. So Leonard Fournette is definitely going to be the play here um, if they're both available. So keep write him down. I don't know how much I'm on Tom Brady. I mean, he is the cheapest quarterback on the board. He's 7,800, 28, and 6,100. 
he's a pain in the ass because he does do the QB sneak. So if they happen to get to the goal line, I mean, you really can see Tom, you know, Tom getting there. That was kind of one of my dilemmas uh, last week. Um, not that I wanted to use a running back really against New Orleans Saints. It was just the fact that can Tom Brady sneak one in and, you know, get one or two passes through the air, and it was a possibility. So you are getting a hell of a discount on him. Um, so I'm not going to completely fade it. The As far as the tight ends are concerned, um, I'm not really looking at Rob Gronkowski because they're going to keep him in primarily to pass block because you're going to have the two really, really good edge rushers. But he is going to be in there primarily uh, most of the time, 76% on the offensive snap rate. Cameron Brate, 40, uh, it's a straight 40%. So, but like I said, Cameron Brace, the one that's been kind of going out. Now, <clears throat> I'll have to check the history of tight ends against uh, Green Bay the last uh, about four weeks outside of last week, um, which where they did really good. But um, Rob Kurkowski, I'm not really on, but you are getting a hell of a discount on him. Cameron Brate, you get a couple dollars. You get a couple dollars less, but nothing major. So maybe I'll just skip it as a whole because I don't really care that much about um, about them when they're in with their tight ends here. So um, let's move it over to the Packers side. Of course, everybody's going to kind of look at Aaron Rodgers here. Uh, we'll go through the numbers here. So <clears throat> end of season numbers for. Tampa Bay. And we got to take these with a grain of salt because um, we need to decide if what we saw last week had more to do with the fact that Drew Brees, now we found out he was you know, playing with a broken rota- or a torn rotator cuff. Um, if it had more to do with Drew Brees or if Tampa's defense really got that good. Now, I'm not going to sell them short. They played you know, a pretty damn good game, but Fifth and pass defense DVOA, 14th and points allowed to the quarterback position at 19.2-20.3. I think that's actually about the best uh, out of the four. Rush defense DVOA is first in the league, sixth in DVOA versus running backs in the passing game, second in points allowed to the running back position, 17.3 and 20.7. When it comes to wide receivers, they are sixth in DVOA versus wide receiver one, 22nd versus wide receiver twos, and first against wide receiver plus. 18th in DVOA, or uh, 18th in points allowed, I'm sorry, two wide receivers, 31.1 and 39.9. And that was pretty stable, went down the last week of the regular season, but uh, it's better. it was pretty stable the last part of the se- uh, season. 25th in DVOA versus tight ends, 23rd in points allowed to the tight end position, 11.2 and 14 on uh, DK, <clears throat> 7th. And points allowed to opposing team defenses at 3.69. So uh, defense is going to be real shit show this week. It's pretty much just going to be pay down whatever you feel comfortable with. Um, but Aaron Rodgers, 8,733 and 6,500. Good for second, third, and third. Uh, so you're getting a discount for the future 2020 MVP here. Uh, a lot of people are talking about Aaron Jones. He is by far and away the best running back on the slate. Uh, 8,031 and 6,500 first across the board. 
Uh, very tough matchup. Um, and even with that, you still have a lot of talk of just going Aaron Jones to get the guaranteed points. But is are those points going to be guaranteed? That's the problem. They did not utilize Jamal Williams in the passing game, but is that more because they were ahead so they didn't need it? Or is Aaron Jones definitely the passing down back? Jamal Williams, 5,015 and 4,400. Good for 8th, 7th, and 7th. I do believe he's an option. A.J. Dillon's going to play, but I'm not really considering him there. Uh, Be a little change of pace, like, or, uh, you know, when the backs need rest. Uh, But I doubt they're going to have him anywhere near the goal line. It's going to be anything pretty much right down you know, the middle of the field in between the 20s. So uh, Devontae Adams is definitely in play. He's going to be the highest-priced wide receiver. He's in a good matchup versus Carlton Davis, uh, who was in and out of that lineup last week. And not a lot of people talking about that. So he gets dinged up. He, you know, to me, Carlton Davis is a bag of shit. But 8,938 and 8,000, good for first, first, and first. Um, Alan Lazard would be your wide receiver two consideration, right? So the 22nd in DVOA, uh, 5,713 and 4,200, good for 7th, 13th, and 8th. And then, of course, uh, MVS be the wide receiver three, uh, 5,500, 18, and 3,900, good for 10th, 6th, and 11th. So I'm not too crazy about, here's the thing, I'm not too crazy about Lazard on FanDuel and DK. I'm not too crazy about MVS on Yahoo. The price for Alan Lazard is actually really, really good on Yahoo, but on FanDuel and DK, I would probably prefer to use MVS. Um, we'll look at him, these guys after we do Tunyon. Tunyon is definitely in play. Uh, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I like using tight ends against Tampa. Uh, 5,718 and 3,600, good for second, second, and second. He's going to be highly utilized as a second option in a flex outside of Travis Kelsey or in a, you know, basically it's a pure punt. Because Kelsey's val- uh, salary is so high, everybody else's value. So to me, it would be you're either using Kelsey or you're not. Um, or you're just maybe using a tight end, but you're going to include Kelsey. I think Kelsey just has to be – he's one of those guys that just has to be inserted in your lineup. Uh, the only reason that you're not going to put him in there is you're hoping that maybe he gets injured. That would be about what I'd say, you know, how I'd say it in there. So um, when we're looking at the offensive lines versus defensive lines, now they do have Vita Veda uh, set up in their lineup for – on on pro football focus uh, for their defensive line. So you're looking at, we're going to go from, we're just going to, they utilize a three, four, kind of a hybrid three, four, four, three. Um, So from outside linebacker to outside linebacker. Okay. Left side of the line to the right. You have Pierre Paul at 66. uh, Golston at 61. Veda, Veda is at 90. So, but it's his first game back. If he plays. He's not guaranteed to play yet. Uh, Nanaka Sue 
at 62 and uh, uh, Shaquille Barrett at 70.6. If you're going from left to right on the offensive line for the Green Bay Packers, you have Billy Turner, 71. Elton Jake at 67.8. Corey Lindsley at 88.3. I think he's like one of the high. He's one or two as far as, oh, no, he's he's the number one ranked setter, according to Pro Football Focus. I knew he was either one or two at that. But uh and then you got Patrick uh sixty seven point three and then you got Billy Wagner at seventy eight point four. Billy Wagner is questionable, but he should play. So when you're matching them up, the offensive line is actually matches up very, very well with this offensive or with this defensive line with the linebackers. So there is opportunity in here for a guy like Aaron Jones to get something done here. Um, but I'm not going to force feed it. He would probably be on like a secondary tertiary lineup. Uh, if you're looking at two wide receiver sets in here, you'd have uh, Adams lined up against Murphy Bunting, uh, 92 rank against a 57. So he's got a 35 point advantage on Murphy Bunting. Uh, they actually have Carlton Davis on the other side against Lazard. They match up pretty well. Uh, Davis with a 69, Lazard with a 73. Now, if we go to, let's go to three wide and put MVS in here. So, um, yeah. So when they go three wide now, you have Adams on the other side. Adams will slip into the slot. If he slips into the slot, that's still Murphy Bunning in there. So, and they do do this. But uh, you're going to have Adams against Davis. Uh, again, that's a 25-point advantage there. Valdez Scantling will line up against Jamel Dean on the outside. They actually have Lazard in the slot. Lazard actually lines up more outside. So you'd actually have Valdez Scantling in the, in the slot against Murphy Bunting. Lines up against Dean. He's at a disadvantage by about 15 to 16 points. It's not too bad. Um, against Murphy Bunting, he actually has a one-point advantage. Now, here's why I'm kind of on MVS, okay? So after last week, everybody's going to see that Lazard scored the touchdown, right? A lot of people are missing that MVS was overshot by um, Aaron Rodgers. So... Nobody is really on MBS. You'll, I mean, his, his ownerships, his user, ownership, usership, whatever you want to fucking say, uh, is, is still going to be rather high because it's two games late. But um, you get him up against Murphy Bunning, you could do that in a slot. The same thing with with Traquan, and you hit that, and that Traquan pass. That was the same thing that the Bears tried against New Orleans. So the Packers could run this even. Even better, um, in my opinion. Um, you know, Rogers a lot better thrower than Winston, but as long as he hits Valdez Scaling in the hands, I mean, you have an opportunity. And I, I mean, I'm not going to expect two touchdowns, but one, one nice long one, man, sixty yards of a touchdown. I think you take that for for that price. So, MVS, I'm kind of circling. If you want to use Lazard, I get it, but. In my opinion, if they're in two, even three wide receiver sets, you're still going to have a kind of a disadvantage with Lazard. Um, 
That's kind of my two cents on it. So um, I don't hate Lazard. Like I said, I don't hate Lazard on Yahoo. I may go there, but it's pretty much MV- it's MVS on the other two. On the other two, I'm gonna save the money and go and go get it. So we move to the AFC Championship. Actually, you know what? We're not moving there yet. Green Bay. Let's check some stuff here. Let's check the snap counts actually while we're here. Do 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 do. Start at tight ends actually and work our way up. So Robert Tanya, sixty four percent off uh, snap count, uh, snap rate. Mercedes Lewis fifty one. Daphne twenty seven. Wow, wow. Um. So. If you want to get super fucking sneaky, like, I mean, this is like, you should be murdered for trying this. I don't hate Mercedes Lewis. If he's going to be in there for 50% of the snaps, he could see a goal line snap, get a touchdown. It actually would be a direct pivot off of Robert Tunyon, to be completely honest with you. I mean, you'd be saving the money and stuff like that, but, you know, a direct team pivot. Uh, This would be kind of like last year. uh, If anybody remembers the Tennessee-Baltimore game, we were on Ferkser because everybody was on Jonu Smith. So I have to take a look at the targets again. I'll take a look at that again. But, I mean, look. Mercedes Lewis, right? 4,310 and 2,500. So he's bare minimum across the board. A little bit, you know, more expensive than that on FanDuel, but, you know, it's negligible. Uh, Time for six across the board. So he's the cheapest that you can get at tight end. Um, so I'm curious about maybe using Mercedes Lewis instead of. Robert Tunyon. Not that I don't think Robert Tunyon's the better play. But if we were looking for pivot op- options, um, I'm kind of curious about it. Uh, wide receiver. Let's take a look at the wide receiver snap counts because we had some Equinamia St. Brown in there. Equinamia St. Brown. Yeah, so you have Devontae Adams, 83% snap, snap share. Lazard, 72. So that's your one and your two. Lazard's going to sit on the outside. He's not going to drop into the slot that often. Um, and then you had Valdez Scantling, 48%. So even Equinamius, though, Equinamius St. Brown, he saw a 43% snap share. Interesting. Interesting. What was week 17 on that then? Out of curiosity. Out of curiosity. Uh, MVS, 48, and Equinamia St. Brown, 33. So that went up. That's curious. 16, this is, what, the Titans game? Yeah, MVS, 62, 27. I don't think that's a fair assessment, though. Let's check week 15. Trying to find trends, trying to see if it goes up. It does actually go up. 
MVS 65, 18 for Equinamius. Huh. But still, Equinamius St. Brown, he only gets, you know, maybe one target a game. So he'd have to make it fucking count. I don't know if I'm willing to do that at wide receiver, though. All right. So let's see what the snap share was for running backs last week. 63% Jones, 20, 37% Williams, and then he had 12% on Dylan. So remember what I said, though, about Jamal Williams. He was kind of the finisher last week. So that's something that we need to really kind of keep an eye on. Um, or take into account is probably the better thing to say. Uh, because if you expect the Packers to actually be winning this game um, and trying to kind of put it away, maybe Williams isn't a bad option. Get the carries, maybe get a cheap touchdown in there. He, they were using him at the goal line a lot. So we got lucky with the Aaron Jones touchdown down there because, I mean, they were handing it to Jamal Williams until they finally, you know, they said, fuck it, we'll just throw for it. Rodgers ran for the one. So let's move to the AFC championship. Championship, if I can get my fuck is my turtle at. There he is. All right, so Buffalo, Kansas City. Kansas City is a three-point favorite. 54 is the over-under. This originally started because of the uh, whole concussion thing with uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Actually, it was Buffalo f- minus four and a half, and then the original line was 56. So uh, this is totally flipped to Kansas City. Everybody expecting uh, Patrick Mahomes to play. So... Kansas City's pass defense DVOA, 16th, 21st in points allowed to the quarterback position again. This got raised up by Justin Herbert in Week 17. Uh, They're more sitting around 16, so uh, 20.3 and 21.8 on DK. Uh, Rush defense DVOA, 31st uh, in rush defense DVOA and versus running backs in the passing game. 23rd in points allowed to the running back position, 22.7 and 26.1. This is why it sucks that we have Devin Singletary in this spot, in a really good spot, but they don't utilize him uh, that much in their offense. So 9th in DVOA versus wide receiver 1, 13th versus wide receiver 2, 7th versus the wide receiver plus. So that's Diggs, Brown, and Cole Beasley. Fourth and points allowed to the wide receiver position, 25 and 31.3. 14th in DVOA versus the tight end. That was going uh, kind of started trending up towards the end of the year. Uh, 26 and points allowed to the tight end position, 11.8 and 14.7. Uh, we did see that the tight ends were highly involved with Cleveland last week, so... Uh, that was holding true to form. They were getting the job done in there. So definitely Dawson Knox is in play uh, for this week. Fourth in points allowed to the opposing team's defense, 3.13. Uh, but Bill's defense was playing pretty decent, although Baltimore's offense was really kind of stalled out, and that might have been what really happened uh, in that game. I mean, Teron Johnson bringing back the interception for a touchdown. It was a killer. It was just a killer. Just killed any any fucking momentum that they had. I mean they marched they were marching down the field and then after that happened, 
Um, you know, Baltimore gets the ball back. Uh, uh, Jackson gets knocked out of the game. So, really, it's just it's just terrible. So, snap shares. Uh, you'll will see that Devin Singletary eighty four percent snap share. Uh, coming in second was T.J. Yeldon at 14%. So they really did keep Singletary on the field for most of that game. Uh, Devin Singletary, 5,800, 16, and 4,500. Good for fifth, fifth, and sixth. So we got to keep him kind of um, in consideration uh, for you know running back value. Um, or as a you know a flex value in there if we're needing to pay up at other positions here. But Josh Allen definitely in play uh, if you're especially if you're expecting Kansas City to be playing from ahead and Buffalo from behind. Uh, you also have to like the fact that Josh Allen can get it done with his legs. So when you look at that rushing defense uh, DVOA, definitely consider that. You have to consider that stuff when. Um, you have a mobile quarterback because they will get points on the ground. Uh, but Josh Allen, 8,500, 40, and 6,900, good for third, first, and second. So he's a hell of a value over on FanDuel, um, not on Yahoo where he's maxed out. Um, but DK, uh, 6,900, still not terrible pricing in there. Uh, we're going to have to take a look at the uh, wide receiver tight end you know, chart versus the opposing defenses. But let's go through the snap counts here or snap shares real quick uh, for the Buffalo wide receivers. Stephon Diggs, of course, 82% on there. John Brown, man, was 81% for the offensive snap rate. Uh, Cole Beasley, even though he did not receive a pass, he was on the field for 63% of the play. So those are your main three. Uh, Gabriel Davis, 46%. He is questionable, so we need to pay attention to that. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie at 14%. Uh, Andre Roberts, he's the return man. If you use Andre Roberts, it's because you're using Buffalo's defense and you're hoping that you're going to get a touchdown in there. Um, I actually need to analyze the just specific the special teams and kind of compare um, and contrast all those. So Diggs, Brown, and Beasley are the main guys. Uh, Gabriel Davis, we did talk about that they do utilize him in the uh, red zone. So let's kind of go through the pricing here real quick while we're here. 8335 and 7000 for Diggs, which is good for third, second, and third. Uh, John Brown, 5614 and 4300 good for ninth, ninth, and seventh. He's coming off a very good game. So he's going to be very attractive. Okay? So we need to be careful with that one. Cole Beasley, probably not going to be highly, highly utilized because of last week. 5,716 and 4,100, good for 7th, 8th, and ninth. So he's a direct pivot. Him and John Brown are direct pivots of each other. You know, unless, you, of course, you put them together. But um, So we got to keep that in mind. Gabriel Davis, 5,014 and 3,500. So he's the same price, as, same price as John Brown on Yahoo. That's stupid. 13th, 9th, and 14th. So very good value there. Uh, while we're here, Dawson Knox. 4,700, 11, and 2,800. Good for fifth across the board. Let's take a look at the snap shares from last week for our tight ends. One moment, please. Yeah, Dawson Knox, 79% of uh, offensive snap share. 16 for Reggie Gilliam. 
who does play a little bit of fullback. Uh, Lee Smith, 18%, and Tyler Croft, nothing. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That is that is that. So we need to go Buffalo lineup. Okay. So we got Stefan Diggs. <laughs> Stefan Diggs is probably going to be an auto lock. And I would consider putting Devontae Adams and uh, Stefan Diggs in the same lineup. No matter where Diggs lines up, he lines up on both sides. Okay. So when he's on his natural side, 90.6 versus Trevarius Ward at 63.1. So he's almost a 30 point advantage there. Uh, Bashad uh, Breland, who is questionable for this game. And his backup, I can't remember the name of his backup, but his backup is not at 67.3. So you're looking at another uh, almost 20, about 23 point advantage on that. So no matter what side he's on, he's going to be good to go. And you know Josh Allen's going to sling it to him. So you're going to have Legereus Sneed versus Cole Beasley. Uh, Beasley actually has an 11-point advantage on Legereus Sneed, which is, you know, when you're looking at the chart, it's going to actually be, it's going to look the opposite way, right? So, and that's why I kind of double-check some, some of these. But Legereus Sneed is the 21st-ranked corner uh, out of 121 cornerbacks. Uh, Breland, 39th out of 121, and Traverius Ward is 56 out of 121, so very middle of the pack. Uh, John Brown equal uh, to Bashad Breland. So is the pivot in play? Is the pivot in play? Now, we have talked about that we like tight ends. Uh, running backs in general we always like. So you have to kind of consider Singletary, but I don't. He, this week, I don't know. I'm, it, he, he's a real scary fucking proposition, right? So Dawson Knox, uh, tight end. We've talked about tight ends coming across the field. Now he's only really got to get off Tyron Matthew, otherwise he's just he's going to destroy these linebackers. And Juan Thornhill really hasn't had a great year this year, um, coming back from Achilles, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but Dawson Knox across the middle. That works for Beasley, too, coming across. Um, so definitely consider uh, Beasley as a pivot. Um, I would expect them to actually spread this shit out. Yeah, see, they got Breland on digs when they go too wide, which is one of their... Perf- yeah, they don't really do that. They kind of spread everything out. And then Brown against uh, Traverius Ward. He's got a mini advantage against Traverius Ward when he's lined up on him. So I don't hate it. I don't hate it. So now we're going to move over to the Kansas City side. Are we going to do base here first? Yeah, let's do base, two tight end. Um, we actually got to go to the Kansas City side. We got to run through the numbers here. So Buffalo Bills twelfth in pass defense DVOA. Uh, that was trending a little bit down towards the end of the year uh, for the good of the Bills defense. Sixteenth uh, in points allowed to the quarterback position, seventeen point five, eighteen point three. Now we do you know whatever if 
if it was a concussion or whatnot, we have to deal with that with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, was dealing with a toe issue. I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal because uh, they can deal with it all week. Um, it might kill some of his running ability, but I would still, you know, expect Patrick Mahomes to kind of be active running around and whatnot. So uh, 17th in DVOA rush defense, 15th versus the running back in the passing game. Uh, for DVOA, and then 20th in points allowed to the running back position, 19.2 and 22.6. Versus wide receivers, DVOA versus wide receiver 1 is 23rd, uh, versus the wide receiver 2 is 3rd, and wide receiver plus is 4th. 5th in points allowed to the wide receiver position as a whole, 26.8 and 34.1 on DK. Versus tight end, they are twenty. They are thirteenth in DVOA versus the tight end, twenty uh, fifth in points allowed to the tight end position, which means touchdowns. Twenty uh, fifth in points allowed, nine point seven and twelve point two on DK. Fifth uh, in points allowed to opposing team defenses. So this is the worst. This is the worst one. So Kansas City's really kind of the better defense, right? Um, like I said, I'll check. I think it's all going to come down to special teams, really. So I'm going to find that those statistics out, uh, and I'll put them in article if I do. You know, do the podcast again tomorrow of where I'm at. But four point oh six. So let's see here. So we want to do our snap counts, running back snap counts for last week. Uh, now, CEH is expected back. Le'Veon Bell actually went on, uh, went questionable. So Daryl Williams, I mean, Daryl Williams really is the backup to CEH. So if CEH doesn't play, um, of course, I would just auto-lock Daryl Williams. But if Le'Veon Bell doesn't play in there, that means still he's going to get some snaps in there. So Daryl Williams, uh, last week, 79% snap share. Uh, Le'Veon Bell had 16% snap share. So it was just fucking horrible. Um, And I knew it was going to work out that way, too. Should have pulled the trigger. Wide receivers, uh, Tyreek Hill, 93%. McCole Hardman, 69%. That will go down. Sammy's expected to play. Uh, Demarcus Robinson, 71%. Byron Pringle, uh, 47%. And Gerigdita, Gerigdita, are you fucking kidding me that Gerigdieter played? I'm not even putting him on there. I'm not even, I'm not even going to, no. I'm not no, we're not entertaining that. Like I said with Byron Pringle, the only reason I would ever play Byron Pringle is just because of like punt returns and stuff like that. Um otherwise just just put it away. Put it away. Uh tight ends of course, ninety percent for Kelsey, and then you had twenty four percent for Nick Kaiser. Uh Deion Yelder went on IR, so that is going to bring up Ricky Seals Jones Jr. Um, if you're interested in any kind of bullshit punt play like that. Uh, let's see how they line up, okay? So we got two wide receivers set. Um, let's see what we got across the line. No, they really have an advantage. Actually, Kansas City's offensive line has a real advantage against Buffalo's defensive line. Uh, we talked about this last week with Baltimore. They actually did, like I said, they did run very, very well. Um on Buffalo, and there's a lot of people overlooking that. So, uh, Daryl Williams, 
I want to see a practice report. I actually want to see video of CEH running and see how he's handling it, but who knows if we're going to get that. So two wide receiver sets. You're going to have uh, Tyreek Hill on the one side, 84.3 against, um, oh, God, Wallace. Who the fuck is Wallace? Levi Wallace, duh. Levi Wallace. Oh, my God, I forgot. I'm tired. Has an 18-point advantage on Levi Wallace there. On the other side, you would have uh, Demarcus Robinson against Tredavious White. I would expect White to kind of move a little bit. Um, But, I mean, Demarcus Robinson, if he's got Tredavious White on him, of course you're not going to utilize him. Uh, Kelsey, perfect uh, play for across the middle. I think there's a lot of doubt on whether or not to use Kelsey just based off the fact that Mark Andrews got shut down. Now, I could be wrong on that. A lot of people could just be like, well, he's no fucking Kelsey. Um, but it kind of is what it is. So, all right. So we got wide, three wide sets. Now, they have McCall Hardman lined up with Tredavious White. They're actually evenly matched. We'll have to check. I got to check Sammy's rating on there. Uh, but you get Tyreek Hill in the in the slot against Teron Johnson, uh, you know, the the Buffalo folk hero. Uh, he's going to have a 23-point advantage against Teron Johnson. Uh, Demarcus Robinson, again, uh, even with Levi Wallace, he's going to be kind of straddled. So... I got the wrong thing here. Let's go to Kansas City. I want to see what Sammy Watkins. Let's see what Sammy Watkins' rating is here, real quick. Yeah, he's actually rated under. He's actually rated under Nicole Hardman. So in three wide sets. It's actually still not a really good move. But I will say I will say this. If you want if you want to pivot off of Tyreek Hill, right? You want to save some money. Um it would actually be uh Sammy Watkins this week. Um but let's just do some pricing here real quick before getting out of here. Uh Patrick Mahomes 9,038 and 7600 good for first, second on Yahoo, so he's two dollars less than uh, Josh Allen on the other side, uh, and first on DK Clyde edwards alaire if he does play, would be sixty two hundred twenty and five thousand. It's actually still a really good price over on Yahoo. Uh, third, fourth, and third. Uh, if he doesn't go, or if he's limited, I'm still tempted, even if he plays, and I'm going to tell you why in a minute. Uh, I'm still tempted. to to put in Daryl Williams, uh, six thousand sixteen and forty eight hundred. He's not cheap. Uh, good for fourth, fifth, and fourth. The reason I'm thinking about this is you remember there was a Sunday. It was a it was a Sunday night football game. Sunday night football or Monday night? It was one of the later late games though, and. They said that he was going, that CEH was going to suit up. Right? Everybody remember this? I can't remember exactly the week. I think it was right before, right before or right at, oh, it was right before, it had to have been right before Thanksgiving. 
Or it might have been Thanksgiving weekend. Any which way. So they suited him up and then didn't play him. It was a Le'Veon Bell game. I'm watching this shit very, very closely and seeing what I can get out of it and seeing if the same pattern emerges. Because if CEH is said that he's expected or that he's going to suit up, that he's going to be active, active, I will have lineups of Daryl Williams to hedge off of him. If they say that Clyde Edwards-Alaire is starting, I'm probably going to lean more CEH. But if it's just plain active, I'm leaning Daryl Williams. So pay attention to it. Okay. Uh, let's see here. So wide receivers, Tyreek Hill, of course, in play. 8,400, 33, and 7,200. Good for second, third, and second. Uh, Sammy Watkins, 5,400, 14, and 3,800. Good for 11th, 9th, and 12th. Uh, Travis Kelsey, of course, the highest price tight end. Uh, at 8,634 and 8,000. So there's nobody fucking close to his price. All right. Unless you're running a Patrick Mahomes lineup, you're probably not putting in Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. You're going to have to put in one or the other. Let's just be fair about it, all right? I guess even with Patrick Mahomes, it's it's still going to be difficult to actually price him in there because you're going to have to go value everywhere. But I am leaning value running, you know, f- value for the most part of running back. That would mean fading Aaron Jones, looking at say Leonard Fournette, uh, maybe a Devin Singletary or the Ceh uh, Daryl Williams. Ceh and Leonard Williams will be very highly utilized. So pay attention to that. Like I said, may have to go tricky and try and get around all these all these assholes with the CEH and just try and shoot from the hip and try Daryl Williams. But like I said, Mercedes Lewis, he is on my mind. But that's it for today. Uh, we'll be back on Friday. Uh, maybe do some player insertion. Um, and I more than likely, I'm just going to get everything written up and out on Saturday. Uh, but I'm going to fix a couple of errors, go back through the NFL injury report, and I will have your spreadsheets out revamped for today. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs>